What's going on, misfits? Another week, or maybe more than a week. I'm still in California. Yes, I'm writing on a TV show. We already know this. I apologize in advance for not having as many podcast updates as you would like. Yes, I do see you popping up in my comments being like, oh, you posted pictures, but you don't have time to get your podcast on. And you are absolutely right, which is why I'm so excited to drop this episode. We are joined by comedian, writer, producer, and magician. Yes, magician, Matt Richards. And this podcast is off the rails because we uh, recorded it in a playground so you will hear kids those real kids no r kelly no mj just you know two adults trying to get in where they fit in um a lot of distractions but we stayed on target we talked about magic of course we talked about uh being slipped molly water in los angeles penthouse parties smoking with snoop dogg so much more i hope you guys enjoy this podcast and be patient with us because there's a lot going on but you've been warned okay it's no fun unless the kids in the playground can't have some too. <laughs> You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard, coming to you live from Los Angeles in a park where there are kids playing. This is not creepy. We are not creepy, okay? I feel creepy. I'm not going to lie. I'm joined today by actor, comedian, writer. Producer. Producer, part-time magician. Hypnotist. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, Matt Riches, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What up, girl? Hypnotist. Yeah. Do you for real? That's for real? Uh-huh. You don't do that, though. Not anymore. You used to do that when? Uh, My last show was five years ago in in New York on the Lower East Side. And why was that your last show? Was there a reason? The venue closed. That's it. But So you haven't done hypnotism since then? I've done it at parties. Do, okay, so do you believe that people really do get hypnotized? I didn't at first for a <laughs> long time. I was working with a hypnotist. And I thought the niggas was just, can I say niggas? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Oh, I thought niggas was just going along with it. Until one day I'm running the lights and sounds from the sound booth and I'm listening too close to what the dude on stage is saying. And I felt my eyes getting heavy and my eyes closed. And I was like, oh shit, I can't open my fucking eyes. And then he's like cueing me verbally now. He's like, all right, Matt, hit the uh, next track. And I was like, on the God mic, I was like, Justin, uh... I would, but I can't see it. <laughs> My eyes are stuck. <laughs> and he was feeling himself. He was like, oh, I'm so good at what I do. He's like bigging it up to the audience. I'm so good at what I do. My sound guy is fucking <laughs> susceptible. And they were like, whoa, yeah. it's real. Yeah. But that by that point, you were doing it too, right? You were. I was learning from him. He would teach uh, a class. Okay, okay. So it wasn't like you were doing it and you didn't believe it. And then that happened no. to you believe it. So you That happened and I was like, I'm about, to, I'm about to flip the script on him and do it myself. And so you've seen people firsthand be hypnotized. Yeah. I hypnotized a girl at, uh, shout out to Angelo Lozado. I did his show and he will tell this story all the time. I did his show in the... Was it the Bronx or Washington Heights? And we had this girl on stage who I didn't know, but I hypnotized her. And I told her that she was going to be really thirsty and she forgot where her mouth was. I handed her a bottle of water. She dumped that shit all over herself. Wow. And I told her that every time I shook her hand, she was going to have an orgasm. And I'm shaking her hand and she's like squirming in the chair all sexy. Then the DJ chimes in. He's like, that's my girl, nigga. (laughs) I thought he was going to fight me, but he came up to me afterwards. He was like, low key, um... How you make a come with the handshake? <laughs> you gotta teach me how to make a come with the handshake. <laughs> yeah, don't ever try to hypnotize me, please. I don't think it will work. I think I think I'm too strong willed. No, it's people strong willed people that are very susceptible. Why so? Because you listen. Yeah, no, I would just strong willed not listen to you. Well, then you, it won't work. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. If you want it to, it will. Uh, as a hypnotist, I can't make somebody do something that Is they're that like, a subconsciously. Real snake? That girl has a real opposed to snake. Yeah, it's a ball python. But I love how this. Okay, oh, <laughs> there's a little girl with a snake in the park, and the boys are terrified of it. And she has two other little girls who are hanging out with her. The boy is like scared, and she brought the snake over to get a drink of water from the water fountain. This is why you don't drink from the fucking water fountain in parks. Matt is enamored with the snake. Yeah, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like being held in a water fountain. 
And then people get mad when their kids get bit. <laughs> in all your years of blackness, have you ever been in a park and somebody brought a snake out? No. Another kid? No, never. I was that kid. Oh, we'll get into it. Let's read your social media post. Yeah. Well, I said the Wait, other let me, day. Let me set you up better than this. Matt Richards, will you please read your post? Okay. This Do I say the date? No, you don't have to say the date. I got punched in the face by a trans kid back when I was in high school. That nigga had the strength of two people. Let him fight. That was in response to Donald Trump. Hashtag Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> they strong. They are strong. It was in response to Donald Trump trying to ban trans people from the military. Yeah, he's still trying. He's still trying to. They're saying they're not going to admit any new trans people into the military. If and they want to defend the country, let them do it. Because I'm not. Oh, no. Not even, no, I ain't doing it either. I was in a McDonald's and I saw this girl and she was cute as shit. And her boyfriend, bitch, was uh Okay. Her partner, her lesbian partner. It was two women, you're saying. That was like a like a dude. Hold up. This what is crazy. You, I'm, we seeing what? some kid drama? No, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I never know. I just... I'm, Stop getting distracted, AD. I'm sorry. I'm just upset how she holding that snake because she's going to get bit. Well, did she get bit then? And she will learn. You right? Is that that's her? Is it must be her personal snake? It, it is. Was, no, it's, just, it's her pet. Okay, focus. Sorry, you brought me to the fucking park. I'm high as shit. There's lizards running around. Where's the lizard? One just fell out the bush into the ivy. Okay, focus. Now you scared? No, nah, I'm not scared. Okay. Um. So yeah, I was trying to kick game to this chick in the McDonald's. And in then, the village? No, not in the village. I was in high school, so this okay. was like. I think it was West Fourth, Pro- probably. But that's the, your, it the was murder your, McDonald's. That was your, yeah, that was definitely your first mistake. Was trying to hit on anybody <laughs> in that McDonald's. No, Jamaica Avenue in Queens. Even worse. Yeah, well, that's where I li- that's where I was from. Right. And uh, talking to the girl, we she, we laughing and everything, and then her girlfriend, who looked more masculine than I did in high school, mm-hmm. started with me on some yo. Why are you talking to my girl? It's like I didn't know, sir. My bad. So she's like taking her shirt off, and I'm like, "That's a whole sports bra." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I put why you in your titty. This her, fight is over. Why did she take her shirt off? She's trying to man up. That's what you do when you're about to fight. You disrobe. Mm. It gives your opponent less no, but to grapple. No, first of all, if you were doing all of that, then that means you don't really know how to fight. That was an intimidation. Oh, that factor. punch was real. <sighs> okay. I took my backpack. I'm where'd he go? This is a kid walking behind us. With a bucket of water. He's filling something up. He's 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 working us. You focus. Okay? I don't know what the fuck. Is. That's suspicious he's activity. Like, he's he's over there doing something. He's dumping the water over there. That's his thing. He might be you know. He's special. taking a pail of water behind a bush so he can dip his penis in it. That's the <laughs> weird shit I used to do. Hey man. <laughs> Hello. It's okay. How you doing, man? <laughs> All right. He came inside. He was, that's what kids do he he came roll up on it he wants to know what we're doing that's what kids do they come and get closer and closer because they want to know what we're doing but well, I think he's autistic I'm going to say with the two microphones and your he's podcast right over your right. <laughs> no Du-dust. thank you yeah <laughs> he turned it off you gotta say hello Du-dust. hello what's your name Leo how old are you Leo Leo in the house how old are you Leo seven years old Seven. Nice I to used meet. to be seven, one time. <laughs> you have any hand sanitizer? I do. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> little kids always be sick. Okay. Well, don't put the mic so close to your face after well, Leo was, got was, up on it. Well, yeah, there's little boogers on it now. <laughs> okay, focus. So you got punched by a trans woman. I don't even know because they wasn't trans back then. She so my thing is, my I feel MA. like I feel like once you say I'm sorry and I apologize, there's really nothing else to fight about well then it, i i have a tendency of taking things too far what did you do in the situation uh i i'm trying to it was disrespectful i know that it totally warranted you you probably said you probably said something you probably said a joke and got slick with your mouth i was like i didn't know that was your girl because she uh seemed like she was ready to jump on the other team side for a second come back home 
And then uh You telling me see, not to get distracted. She put in, she putting the snake in the people's faces. These are some badass kids in this park, y'all. There's a little girl with the snake. She's putting the snake in people's faces. She's trying to get the snake to drink water. Where are the parents at? This is why I don't have kids. Okay, focus. <laughs> Matt is no, visibly you upset. Do that. If you lower the snake's body temperature too much, it'll die. So where's her parents at? And then she got another kid shooting it with a Nerf gun. Where's the parents? I don't know. It's animal cruelty as fuck. Were you going to tell her that? Tell her. I don't know. I want to rescue the fucking snake from this evil redhead bitch. She is a little evil redhead girl. He's smart. He's going to be a president one day. Some kid said, you got to stop playing with him like that. You're going to kill him. Is he a wild snake? No, he's not a wild snake. It has to be a wild snake. No, ball pythons are indigenous to Africa. So why is he... Ask yeah. her, is that your snake? How old how old is the snake? Can oh. I see it? I have two. Let me see. <laughs> I have Hey buddy. Oh, he's cold. You gotta get him inside. Back on his heat pad. I'm too high to be in this park right now, Chloe. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? There's little kids with snakes, little niggas filling up water pails for no reason. I know. I'm here. I'm back. I'm right with you. Okay. You have a slick mouth, which is where we stopped. We stopped that you having a slick mouth, and mm-hmm. you said something to incite this young woman, transitioning male, to punch you in the face. Now, where did you get punched? Like, it was like the side. The, I, I still feel it sometimes when, no, I, no. when I see like a lesbian couple, and I see the bad one with the dude one. Sometimes I get jealous. I'm not gonna lie, and then I feel it, and I don't say nothing. <laughs> So after you got punched one time, what happened? Did Muscle jump memory. In? Nobody jumped in. I left with my tail between my legs. And Were you there by yourself? Yeah, I was just getting off oh, the bus. See, yeah, at least you could save face and be like, it was just me by myself. Yeah, no. it was. I mean, it was a gaggle of them, though. They travel in packs. Yeah, of course, for safety. Because yes. niggas like you. Coming well, out and saying something crazy. It doesn't matter, though. You could have had a knife. You could have, if they, if she had insulted your manhood, then you could have been like, nah, that's it, B. I'm going to come and kill you. My thing is, if that's your girl, why are you all the way over there on the other side of the McDonald's? Yeah, but you don't play it close to your girl. Because she was ordering food. Yeah, but when you have a girlfriend, you don't sit next to her like a security yes, guard. Yes, I do. Handcuffs. It's cuffing season every day when you're with me. Are you single now? Ish. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have okay? Is there anybody who believes that they are your girlfriend? No. Because all right, so Matt, I don't know what she believed. Matt, Matt just moved to Los Angeles officially. What six months ago? No, uh, we're a coming year? up on a year. Wow. Well, you you try to deny it at first. You're like, I'm just going. Everybody does. It. I'm just going out there, and the next thing you know is I'm I came here. out here with three days' notice. What, what what did you come out here for? The CBS Diversity Showcase. So the my, acting one or the, the stand up, com- the sketch comedy one. Okay. So my agent c- called me and said, hey, um, they want you for CBS. And Jeez. I was like, word, that's what's up. I said, how are we going to do this? How much money is it paying? Because it was from September. He said September to January. We were already in September. So I was like, okay. What do you mean to, from September to January is mm-hmm. the entire? I don't understand. It's a five-month intensive, basically, where we write some crazy, like, 1,500 sketches. There's 80 writers and 20 sketch comic actors. And um, we go through 1,500 sketches. You write? Yep. Uh-huh. And then at the end of J- January, we put on eight shows in a theater full of industry. and hmm Yeah. So it was an unpaid five months. Mm-mm-mm. That was the first red flag, but they assured me they were going to get me work while I was out here. So I came out. Uh, I said, when do I need to leave? And he was like, Wednesday. And I was like, nigga, it is Monday. So you were writing for this thing or acting for this thing? I was thing? acting for this thing. Okay. But I ended up just writing a bunch of shit for me mm-hmm. because I wasn't liking this girl told me we we're going to do. Um, she was like, okay, so do you watch HGTV? I said, do I look like I watch <laughs> fucking HGTV? For the record, I do. Okay, that's fine. You're, but you're, you're, you're a young a guy. You're yeah. in your 20s. So you're not thinking about like house and buying shit and decorating. About flipping houses. Is your bed on the floor or you have it on a actual? No, my bed's on a, on a bed thing. Okay. Frame. A frame? Okay. Yeah, a bed thing. <laughs> a frame. It's wood. Do you have a headboard? Yes, I do. Okay. And it be knocking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Okay. It doesn't eat her. No, it doesn't do that. No, nah, because okay. it's fresh. Oh, okay. You haven't loosened the screws yet. Not a lot of action. Um, so yeah, I came out here for that shit, and then it was so over. So HGTV, she'll see action. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I ADD like a motherfucker. She was like, do you watch HGTV? I was like, nah. And she was like, well, I'm thinking of doing this one. It's called, instead of Property Brothers, I'm going to call it Property Brothers, because you're black. She said that? Yeah. It was funny. And I was like, okay, where's this going? And she said, and get this, you're building Uncle Tom's cabin. Get the fuck. And I was like, I'm not fucking with you no more. (laughs) Not doing that. I was like, you're dead ass right now. No, I don't. No, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you so that, that was that's where the decision to write my own shit came in. Did you tell anybody else that she came to you with this idea? Like I kind of kept it on. A, it was like, yeah. You didn't. T- was it? Wasn't there like an instructor or somebody? Like yeah, she needs to understand why that is so inappropriate. Did she? She get knew. It? She. Oh. Okay. She knew. It was a serious request and inquiry when we were heading to a bar because we would always go out drinking afterwards. And she was like dead ass pitching me on that, and I was like, nah, nah. So you wrote your own sketches. So at the end of the five months, you have several performances where you do the sketches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I moved out here with like three grand, and that was it. And I was just couch surfing and um, and Ubering because you don't have a license, which Uber we'll talk about everywhere. Yeah, that's just expensive. Yeah, which is why you should get your license and get a car. No, but now it's not as expensive. Okay, I'm listening. Because if I, I I get the Uber pass since I use it so much, okay. shout out to Uber, y'all. Okay, so if after the five months, were you like, oh, I want to stay out here, or? I started working immediately. I did two broke girls, and uh, I was auditioning for shit every day. Mm-hmm. Like, producer callbacks, so, so it was like, I was skipping that audition line. And, um, yeah, it was going great. I was making money, and then I got the Snoop and Martha thing. So, so give us a timeline of things that you've done since getting punched in the face by a trans woman in okay place. i got punched in the face by a trans woman uh-huh. that's high school i think i want to say i was a sophomore oh you were a baby yeah so it was like 14 15 uh-huh and were you doing comedy at that point i was selling comedy tickets in times square at 14 every day after school since i went to school in long island city i would hop on the seven train ride that shit to times square my mom's job was around the corner so i would go to her job say what's up you know what i'm saying i get like a gyro or some shit and then I would go straight to the square and just sell tickets to people. How did you get into that job? I asked one of the niggas that was doing it how I could start doing it. And your mom was like, okay, you can sell tickets after school. Because I was around the corner from her office. And so when would you leave? Like you were from what, five, four to seven? Four I to would eight? go, what time I got out? Like two, I got out at 2.30. Mm-hmm. So I'd be in the city and done with, you know, hollering at mom and everything at like three. So I'd go from like three to eight. Mm-hmm. And then go home and do your homework? Fuck, I never did homework. <sighs> you know, you're a really bad role model for kids here in the park. What kids are listening to this now? They all walked away. Little, little weird pee-pee bucket kid <laughs> and little snake bitch. They all disappeared. <laughs> we are by ourselves. That was just us and uh, dogs. the old ladies. Yeah, the old ladies. Wait, so so you never did homework. Did you graduate school? Yes, I did. How did you graduate? You never did homework. Or um, you just was naturally smart. You absorbed information. I got... I got, I was. Are you hypnotizing all your teachers into passing? <laughs> I wish. That would be dope. <laughs> Save me a lot of time. I uh, I was hospitalized for a little bit. Mm. Um, so I was getting really bad headaches and we didn't know what was causing it. And uh, I got home instruction. So a teacher would come to my house every day for three months. And I basically caught up and made up the work for the two years of school <laughs> that I missed. In three months? Yeah. I was writing papers out the ass. I was doing it was insane it was like school boot camp what was your diagnosis i still don't know but now i don't do as much caffeine really interesting Mm -hmm. but you never had those headaches since then i get them occasionally if i if i have a lot of caffeine so i'm thinking it has something to do with that you definitely have to eat right for your your body but why because you would get headaches. What are you talking about? Food but why? Is good. Not all bad food, food no, is great. No, no, that's why bad food is an addiction. Sugar is an addiction. Oh hell yeah! Hell Fat yeah. is an addiction. All of that stuff. It's not. It's not good for you. Got to I'm trying to get on my. Sh- I I moved. I gained forty pounds since I moved out here. How? Because I'm not walking anymore. Mm-hmm. And because Postmates mm. is cheap mm-hmm. and Uber Eats 
Yeah, but you don't have to get bad food. You can get good food. But why am I going to spend all that money to have a nigga drop off fucking a lettuce? A kale salad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Matt. You can go to the store. You can grocery shop. You can you can food prep. Having all these reptiles in the crib now, I have my bearded dragon has to have fresh vegetables every day. So now when I'm buying bok choy and mustard greens. and you Is know, it for... Your reptile is it for you? It's for the reptile, but because she's so tiny, I have all this other shit. I'm like, I can't let it go to waste. Let me chop up a salad. So you're only eating vegetables because your dragon... I have excess. Food yeah, abundant. Mm-hmm. A plethora. Doesn't that make you feel sad inside Does that you're Does she eat better than me? Yes. Well, she also eats crickets and worms. That's protein. It's probably better than the shit How I How many eat. reptiles do you own? A cock-blocking amount. <laughs> What is that? I'm going to ask you. You're single. Yes. Okay. As a single woman, how many reptiles is too many for you to go home with a dude? Well, I mean, I would go home with him and then see the reptiles. So how many how, how many reptiles is too many? For you to for, come back. Yeah. To fuck a dude again. Um, I would say more than four. Oh. How many do you have? <laughs> I have five. Okay, but how big are they, though? The snakes are babies. I have two ball pythons, like the one the little white girl had, but mine are much more uh, appropriately taken care of. <laughs> I have a bearded dragon, a leopard gecko, and I just bought a crested gecko. But my thing is, who's going to take care of all these animals when you're on the road? That's the beautiful thing about them. I got pets that don't need me to be home all the time. No, but you said your dragon lady bearded friend. But the bearded dragon eats every day. But there's so many um, breeders and shit in L.A. That for five dollars a day, I can have somebody watch him like a boarding thing. Really? They have doggy daycare and they have lizard daycares. Five dollars a day—that's super cheap. Cheap as fuck. Because all they eat is bugs and fucking some spinach. And they, but they don't need to be with anybody else. They're they're still isolated by Solo themselves. Solo dolo. That's so. But that's don't you feel like that's a, a lonely existence to pour a, a reptile to just be in a glass cage? They're not. I, they bond. Uh, the snakes I I house together. So two snakes are together. But they don't need to. They live in solidarity. Not solidarity. Isolation. Solidarity. I'm trying to sound smart. I'm still high as fuck. (laughs) You smoked like two hours ago. You still Um, can't do that, huh? Good shit. Okay, fine. Um, But yes, I have five reptiles, and my room is like the goddamn Rainforest Cafe. So bringing chicks back is a You live alone? Oh, no, you don't live alone. I have a roommate. She's dope. Okay. So, yeah, so everything is in your room. So all your yeah. reptiles and everything are in your room. So there's mm-hmm. no way of, like, fucking you without seeing all of these. Lots of tanks. And the lights are on and everything. Not at night. It's like a red heat lamp. Sexy vibe. So when are you, so are you capping it off at five? Yes. Because of space. Not because of pussy. No. I got a lot of pussy growing up. And I'm at a point in my life where I just want to make money, get funnier, and, and play have with your reptiles. reptiles. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 14 years old, you're selling comedy tickets in time. Because Square. somebody, I'm not going to say his name because you know him, uh, promised that I could do a set if I sold X number of tickets. So every day I would go out, and people were so inclined to buy tickets from me because I'm a fucking. 14-year-old kid. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this for my basketball team. I just... Uh, yeah. That's when I, I first really mentioned you. Stage. You definitely had a good sales pitch. You definitely... you definitely, I stopped doing that recently. What? Because of how lucrative it was. Selling so comedy tickets. Yeah, before you moved out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, I'd say two years ago was when I stopped. Oh, yeah. I know. You yeah. stopped. Yeah. When I first met you, you were selling tickets, you were barking, and you were doing magic tricks to get bitches. Uh, at the Laugh Lounge. That is where we met, yeah. I met you at the Laugh Lounge. And you told me last night that you thought that I didn't like you mm-hmm. when I first met you. And I said, no, I didn't like you. I just thought you were slightly annoying. But then I realized you were like 19. Yeah. When I met you, that's... No, that... Yeah. That was like eight, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. You were like I can't 19, do math. I was 20. Yeah. I was a wee baby. You were a kid. And I was like, oh, he's a kid. And I was They like, didn't start letting me getting on... I wasn't like... Not allowed, but nobody started putting me on stage till I was like eighteen. So for four years, you were just selling tickets and not getting up. Mm-hmm. You were, what, you and were, I was exceeding the the X amount of tickets I was supposed to sell for stage time. And they just wouldn't put you I up. Had my set and everything, and I would show up early to all the shows, and 
Nothing. What was the reason? I found out that the nigga that told me hadn't even been passed at the club. He's just a street nigga. Oh, I definitely want to know who that was. Now he does stand up. <laughs> I want to know. You got to tell me after this. Yeah, I'll tell you off. off yeah, off off um podcast. Yeah. Directly. Okay. So then you so you were honing your act for four years, mm-hmm. selling tickets. I was writing every day, and it was stupid because it was all fourteen year old shit. But it doesn't matter. You were getting it out. You uh, got what I'm saying? I had one joke, and I want to make it clever to bring it back. It was about the the tricks rabbit and how the he always wanted the cereal mm-hmm. i'm like how did the nigga describe the flavors if he never had it mm. would he get it and it tastes like shit yeah because he because he would go through each mm-hmm. each fruit flavor. the lemony lemons and the wild berry blues yeah well, it's I, the same it's the same way as a guy fantasizing about pussy before he gets it touche but see- i googled it rabbits are lactose intolerant so them kids was trying to save that nigga's life. Well, there you go. There's your joke. Yeah. That was 14-year-old Matt. Yeah. In retrospect, it's not. But uh, you just got to add it to something quirky and fun and make yeah. it irreverent as an adult. I remember fantasizing about pussy before getting it and then getting it and saying, whoa, different. Yeah. Well, that's what you could say. When different. I was, you know, guys, guys are horny. We, we go after pussy the way the tricks rabbit goes after tricks. I fingered a girl for the first time when I was 10. Okay. I hope you washed your hands. No. Oh, that's why I don't let nobody put their fingers in me. That shit I, is No, did I wash my hands before? Yeah. I, I always wash my hands now. I know. Pre-sex. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know why women like to be fingered anyway. I'm, I'm like, we're grown adults. Never been fingered right No, don't magician. hit me with that. Don't, first of all, we're in a park. By okay? a magician, though? <laughs> my hands are trained. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I'm just saying. No. If that offer's on the table, I respectfully decline okay that's fine Mm-mm. let me see your fingers nope because they probably gross they're not gross let me they see are gross fi- now i bite my nails oh I'm not, absolutely I'm never what so that you want somebody never. scratching up your fucking no, uterus no, but not no nah, i don't want i don't want um t- tore up cuticles going up in it's there either nubby Mm-mm. hobbit fingers scraping the sides of my walls no, no. exactly yeah, that's I how i feel well no that's why i'm not fingering nobody in my lizard den the only reason why we're allowed to have this conversation is because I'm 100% sure that the old women that are sitting behind us do not speak English. I'm going to second that <laughs> because I'm positive they do not at all. Okay. So then four years after trying to st- do stand up, you finally do it mm-hmm. at 18. Because I met the hypnotist guy and he told me that he wanted me to like host his show and do the lights and sounds. So I would open with... 10 minutes of magic with jokes woven in Mm -hmm. and we would do that show twice a night seven nights a week and we moved into a comedy club and then he fucking some there was like multiple stages in the club and one night somebody was late and the booker was like yo tricks I need you to get on stage. Excuse me, who was Trix? Oh, uh, that was my uh, stage name. Your stage name was Trix after the joke that you said you could not complete? Trix was my stage name. It was an abbreviation growing up in Queens from that nigga with the magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad and mother agreed that it wasn't uh, PC. And so you, your, your first stage name was Trix. Trix. Mm, I'm learning so much about you, Matt. Yeah, I ditched it. I'm so glad you did. Names don't work. Not anymore. I feel like if I meet no. anybody with duh comedian after their name or names don't work. Names don't work. They just don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't Be work. you. Yeah. That's but ex- some niggas is Kool Aid. I, I think names. Their name is. I think names work in certain rooms, but mainstream clubs ain't really responding mm-hmm. to you, ho, and yourself something other than whatever they paying you it at the end of the night. How do you feel about? You know, being a black comic and then having to do, I can't, I, I hate calling them urban rooms, but you know, it's a, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sold on having to do those anymore. It's a black room I and then there's the mainstream room. Yeah, rooms. I don't do them. Okay. When I used to do them, I used to do them for validation, but like, yes, I mm-hmm. can perform in front of my people. Like I did, I survived. That's important to, to, yeah. to get those stripes and do it and to prove to yourself that you could be funny with anybody. But now I'm like, I don't need the hassle. 
Get in and get out. It's too. I mean, I, I don't to need say the it. hassle. It's, if it's if it's it a certain a type of room, I'm don't, I don't need to do it because it's it's more aggravating than anything else, and I don't want to be aggravated. I have the worst horror stories from hood rooms growing up. Fucking. I just went to a, out here in LA. I went to a, I went to an urban show last night. Where at? Without. It was um. What's the 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 orange one? Laugh Factory. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So I went I did, to. Um, a, I did. Some shit I, didn't, I, I didn't perform. Okay. I just was watching, because I, I don't. I'm at. I'm at the point now uh, where I don't feel the need. I have to perform. You know how you would go to a club and you'd be like, "Man, I got to wish I could get on one on that." Put stage, me in the yo. game, coach. Put me on. I'm so ready. <laughs> and now I'm just like, no, I can. Hey. I can be. I can be all right. I'm all right. Book me. Yeah. If you want. If not, it's fine. Yeah. Because you're not hurting. Yeah. You, I mean, I think that's a luxury that we have in New York is mm-hmm. that we could get up a lot. Yeah. And I'm really appreciating it. So much more now being out here and not being able to get up. Oh, being in New York, but you're working a lot more. Yeah. So I'm not complaining. A, I do miss stage time though. Uh, no, I yeah. It's a it's hard. It's a it's a tough balance because you realize out here the more work that you, the more work you do, the more visible you are, the more spots you'll get. Mm-hmm. So it's like you might as well just work and get everything that you want, and then the, the stack of paper come. for the winter. Yeah, and then the spots will come. Because I know that out here, you'll have a good run, and then shit dries up, mm. and you got to tough it out till pilot season happens again. So how do you like acting? I started acting. That was my background, junior high school. Mm-hmm. I went to performing arts school for theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then comedy, I fell in love with when I was six, because of Greer Barnes. How did you see Greer Barnes at six years old? Deaf Comedy Jam. I snuck out of my room. It was three o'clock in the morning. I was trying to watch porn on Cinemax. At six. And I was I was a freaky kid because my grandmother hosted passion parties. So she always had like little lingerie magazines. Please tell me you talk about this on set. Not yet. I'm working on being more autobiographical. You have to talk about this on yeah. stage. So I had a I remember I had a cup that I wrote ladies on and it was just cutouts of bitches in bras and panties. And you put them in the cup? I had a couple ladies. <laughs> it was just under my bed. And before going to bed, I would sprinkle them out and just lay on them. And one night I came, not it was I slept, it was hot, like real humid, and the chick stuck to my face and mm-hmm. I go downstairs for breakfast. And my mom is like, What the fuck? <laughs> then she called my dad in the room. Your son has titties on his face. He's like, You got what? So she peeled this fucking magazine cutout of some <laughs> Latina with just a big old these and a, but these are like lingerie bra models. This is not like not a even porn. porn. No, it's just I just like Sears catalog. I have always loved the shape of women. Not to quote Ed Sheeran, but just <laughs> curves and womanliness is just is is a great thing, and I appreciated it from a youth. And so one Except night, my mom, because she used to open the door because I was busting the bathroom and she chased me out the bathroom when she's getting ready for work. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, let it go and get you. Mm-hmm. And um, that was traumatizing. I thought for a while that every naked woman looked like my naked mom. Absolutely not. That's why I lost my virginity so late. Before we get there, I want to go back <laughs> to how you were influenced by Greer Barnes. Oh, yes. At six years old. So I was trying to watch porn and then it was... Jeff Comedy Jam and Greer, I'll never forget. He did a Mike Tyson impression, talking to Arnold Schwarzenegger in a prison cell, and he's smoking a cigarette. He had on like a blue shirt and some overalls and some Tims, and I was cracking up because I knew Arnold from like Jingle All the Way yeah, and his yeah, kids' yeah. movies, and I knew Mike Tyson because my dad did a shitty Mike Tyson impression. Mm-hmm. So I'm cracking up. My dad wakes up. He's like, "What are you doing out of bed?" I was like, "That man is funny," and he's like, "You like you get the jokes." And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, I said, is that a job? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, but you got to go to college first. Uh, mm. <laughs> Bullshit. Okay, dad. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and it's always been a goal. And then when I found out how much of it was happening in New York, mm-hmm. I was like, duh. Yeah. Fuck school. Why am I still doing this when I can be working on getting better at this? Yeah. So I spent as much time as I could around comedy clubs that's amazing that your parents allowed you to do that mm. like they gave you they they Hell yeah. trusted you enough to know that you were a good kid and that you were doing what you say you were going to do well before that i was it. selling uh i was not selling but i was doing magic on the subways like from 11 to 13 
Were they with you or you went by yourself? I was by myself. I'm a city kid. I know. But see, it's different now. Like, New York City's different. I'm a city kid too, but like, if you had an 11 year old, you wouldn't let them on rush hour traffic by the, I mean, rush I hour had to train. Take two buses to get to school. I understand that. But I'm saying now, mm-hmm. in 2017, if you had an 11 year old child, you wouldn't let them oh, no. on the train by themselves. It, as a matter of fact, when I see it now, I'd be like, who the fuck baby is this? I know. But see, but do you Somebody do, get the baby. You do see, I see the kids, but then you always see a parent like a couple feet behind for the most part. Yeah. If it's a kid, if it's one kid by themselves, mm-hmm. there's an adult behind them. But I know there's also like mad kids that are allowed to travel home on the train from school. Yes. So that's when I was doing it. I, I, I wasn't like staying out extra late. Oh, okay. It was just on the commute home. Your friends? Oh, did you have friends? I had lots of friends. They supported you or they did they not know that you I were did it on with? different lines than they took. Got it. So you did, they wouldn't clown you. Yeah, I never really did magic in school. It was also it was always a pickup artisty. Mm. I used it for the ladies and to make three hundred dollars a day as a high school freshman. Back to stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. So when did you realize this is what you wanted to do? The first time I did it. So finally, tell me about the first night you stood on stage. I know you remember. Don't act like you don't remember. It. Vividly. Where was uh, it at? It was at the Ha Comedy Club. I never shout them out because... They don't exist anymore. Well, then fuck them. Uh, I, I don't think they Mike, do. Mike, I was always cool with Anthony. It was just his partner was a bitch-ass nigga, and I'll say that to his face every day. Um, I don't know what Ha Comedy is. Well, it was a, it was a basement comedy graveyard. In, in the Midtown area? No, it was... Yeah, it was in Midtown. It was on like 47th, and then they moved. And it was three and, different... Fl- it was three different... Not when I was there. It was just a basement. I know, but it was mul- It was different rooms, though. Yeah. Okay. I know, three. I know. Yeah, I know exactly where you are talking about. I have, it's been so long since I've been there. I got it's, fired because I hooked up with a waitress. That's stupid. They that just didn't the like you. Manager wanted to hook up with. Yeah, that's why. I was like, did you fuck Susie? I was like, nah, I ain't fuck no Susie, man. Did, did Susie tell you that I fuck Susie? Because I ain't fuck no Susie. And he's like, did you fuck Susie? And I was like, yeah. And then he said... He's like, do your shows tonight. I don't want to see your fucking face. Oh, he was such a hater. Yeah, totally. Um, so first time. So first time, Cisco came up to me, who was the booker at mm-hmm. Ha at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the hypnosis show. We were in between shows. And he goes, hey, can you do 15? Because so-and-so is, is late. And I was like, yeah. I didn't have 15. I barely had five. But you were writing for four years. Yes, but I hated it all. I was like, hit within the moment. This is a sold out show on a Friday night in the the second largest room at the club. Mm-hmm. There's easily 85 people that all came for a comedy show. Yeah. And I was going up like in the middle of it. So I didn't want to suck. That's the height. That's the height. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I got to fucking got to hit him with the heat. And it went great. I did as bullshit, uh, bullshit. I bullshit with them. Um, I was bullshitting. I did some crowd work or whatever. And then I ended it with a magic trick that got like a crazy response. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, start putting in your avails. Mm. And then I did four to six shows a night, seven nights a week for the next 10 months. I didn't take a day off. Wow. Yeah. So when I met you, and then laugh- I started touring with a play and then I, when I saw you at Laugh Lounge, you hadn't performed. You had started performing at Laugh Lounge. No, I started at Ha. It was Ha, and then Times Square Comedy Club for a couple of years, and then Times Square Comedy Club shut down, and then I moved down to Laugh Lounge. Yeah, and what? then that shut down. It sure did. So I was, I was thinking I was bad luck for a while. Oh no, people just don't know how to run clubs. Very true. That's the truth. That's very the fucking true. Truth. Okay, so now because you see, I bring it full circle. So after you had all of this life experience, and we now see that the world is crazy, mm-hmm. America as a country is crazy. Shit, How do you feel about trans people fighting in the military? I am all after for being it. Punched. So if you were not okay, let me rephrase that. So knowing all that you know now, your life experience, uh, do you think? That you would be in support of trans people fighting in the military if you had not been punched in the face by one. Yeah. I don't think so. I would. 
it was just one, my one experience with a trans person was my fault because I was an asshole. I know, but I'm just saying that you, once you felt the power of that heat on your face, you like they could do anything. That nigga bitch was strong. But if you never got punched in the face, then maybe you would have a different response. Um, nah. Do you consider yourself to be politically aware at all? To a degree. Mm-hmm. I try not to. Let it take over your life. Yeah. But you know what's going on. Yeah. How How is the power? How do people in the comedy world out here, how do they handle politics versus New York? I like in their like material in the audience, how do they Political respond? stuff goes over well out here. As long as you share the, the views of the majority. Of Yeah. Um, I've watched comics bomb their ass off with some right wing humor, and it's like, oh no! Oh, were they being like sarcastic, or they were just no? They were dead ass shitting on liberals, and L.A. is very liberal. I I would I would even venture to say that L.A. is more liberal than New York City. Yeah, but like the worst kind of liberal, <laughs> which is don't say anything offensive about anybody. Yeah. Like, I've had people get offended, white people get offended that I say nigga talking about a nigga I know. Yeah, I did a, you saw me when I crashed uh, Zaynab's set. That was great. So I love both of y'all. That so, shit was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Zaynab Johnson, who's been a guest on Social Mystic before, check her episode. She lives out in LA and she was doing a show and it was a challenge comedy show where mm-hmm. each comic was given some sort of adversity that they had to incorporate into their set. And her thing that she picked was she was going to be a part of a comedy duo and had to pick somebody from the audience. And Chloe was like, oh, me. I was like, oh, me. (laughs) And I was like kind of bullshit, but kind of serious because I was like, I don't know if she could bring up another comic. And I know I know they don't know me out here. So it was it was a perfect uh, stealth move. It was definitely a stealth move. I was it was one of those things like, oh, yeah, really gonna let me do this. Oh, okay, I'll do it. You was getting laughs for uh, uh, undercover comedian yeah so i went up there and uh zainab didn't even know that it was me until i got on stage and she was like oh she nearsighted yeah because <laughs> it's dark she couldn't see me and i'm black we were um, <laughs> <laughs> we posted up in the back though so we it, was, it was dark and so when i came on i had my my purse in my hand my drink in my hand my, my sweater over my shoulders and we just went up there and comfortable should we just bullshit we bullshit bullshit for, for a couple minutes Can we call this bullshitting with bullshatting, Matt yeah and uh and the people were definitely not responding to us talking about black being black, Mm-mm. like us being black. Yeah. They weren't responding to it. And then I could see them get tight and we made fun of them. And then when I said something and I said, nigga, they laughed. And I said, I said, oh, it's so funny how y'all laugh when I say nigga. But when I talk about black people, y'all don't laugh. And then they were like, mm. and then I just made fun of them. And then I got off stage. It was a very different vibe out here comedically. I can't. I, I've been saying tranny as much as I can on stage because it's a funny word. Yes, you did say tranny last night. And people were like, Ugh. Yeah, I don't think you... I, you know, this is the only reason why I'm going to continue to say nigga because if I am if I'm in the moment on stage and it comes out, I'm not going to be apologizing for no. it. I don't have any jokes with that. With that is like the punchline. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just having a conversation on stage, then that's what I'm going to say. And the reason why I'm not going to police myself anymore is because there's so many worse things that are actually happening Very taking true. place for me to act like I'm PC all of a Preach. sudden. Because y'all know that your president is a fucking Nazi. So don't look at me crazy when that's- I say something like, oh, you know, they going to send us to the camps. Facts as fuck. Like, I, like I'm not pulling that out of my ass. <laughs> it's a real it's concern. A, it's a real concern. So let's let's talk about it. Let's let's air that shit out. Yes, and and be prepared for it. Because you know, when I had a dude out here ask me to do a show and be clean, Mm-mm. and I, I I didn't text him back after that. But I show up to the show, and he's like, "So did you get my text about uh, you know this audience is a little no? They don't not. really like the cursing so and the that's sex their stuff." Problem. And then I opened with, well, I went after a comic who talked about her bloody pussy for a while. And then I just dick stuff. Yeah. I watched them squirm and it felt good. Yeah. Because why what, 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 Why do you have these sensitivities? Like, if you're offended by this, go out and march. The world go is- Go out and vote about something. A like more fucked up place than a comedy show. Way more fucked up. So I understand that you want to have like a little safe space and that's cool. Fuck safe space. But you cannot act like this This eliminates all the real stuff that's happening in the world. I agree. 
that's my uh political statement for this episode <laughs> and i'm looking at this there's a woman Ooh, who are, shat. this woman who's hugely pregnant and i feel so so, so bad that for her that's the most pregnant i've ever seen a person she is mad and she's wearing all pink she's, she's mad pregnant <laughs> mad pregnant you know <laughs> super pregnant um what is the dating scene like out here in los angeles uh, weird How I, mean, so? I keep meeting girls that are either like 100 percent ready for like love love me mm-hmm. or it's like i'm not a sane human being what do you mean by that i asked a girl to bring me some water after we were at a party like that she sort of kidnapped me from okay we go to my friend's party and she's telling me how much she hates it there mm-hmm. and she's like let's go someplace else and i'm like all right yeah let me just say bye we say bye going to this house party and i'm like i don't like to show up to people's houses empty-handed let me pick up some liquor so i get like a bottle of champagne bottle of ciroc we roll up there's like six chicks sitting on the couch high out of their minds i go downstairs there's like a bunch of cholo niggas with coke like a bag of coke mm. and their noses all look like powdered donuts mm-hmm. and this dude looked at me he's like hey who the fuck are you i was like i'm with chris uh hi I brought alcohol. Mm-hmm. They were like, you party? I was like, not, <laughs> not like that. that. No. But I saw y'all had some weed inside. So let me, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I got cotton mouth and I asked her to bring me a water. And she did. And it was Molly water. Oh, no. I didn't ask for it. She didn't warn me. I'm chugging it because I'm thirsty as fuck. And I'm like, why the fuck does this taste weird? She's like, it's Molly water. <laughs> and she walked off. So I'm like, yo, you drugged me. Yeah. And laughed. Yeah. That's not sane. So how did you get out of that experience? I waited it out. It's, mind you, now, I didn't drink this shit until 5 o'clock in the morning. So we was up partying. They're on coke. Everybody's fucking amped the you fuck up. You stayed at the party. Yeah, for the story. Sometimes <laughs> I put myself in the weirdest situations just to see what'll happen. So what happened on Molly Water? Um, A lot that i didn't think would like like i was just in the middle of this dude's fucking downtown la apartment while him and all his boys are doing coke i'm off looking at my reflection in the window rubbing my nipples as i <laughs> take in the scene from the penthouse <laughs> and then i'm i go to so the, the cholos girl. were in the penthouse the cholos we we started out at a house that one of the dudes had just bought mm-hmm. four million dollar crib in beverly hills beautiful yeah. you enter on the like the top floor mm-hmm. and then there's a staircase that takes you down three more levels and it's his whole thing and you get to the bottom there's a patio and a pool and, and cholo's doing cocaine there i'm not gonna i don't want to get too into in case one of these niggas hears okay but i'm just saying that was where they were at yeah and then you left that place and went somewhere else we went because it was an unfurnished crib where we were yeah. we go to his penthouse downtown I got in the car with them because uh-huh. at this point I hadn't been mollied. Yes. So we get in the car and uh, we go to the second house mm-hmm. of the person that he owns. So now I'm drinking and smoking weed and I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to drink some water. And then it was Molly water. And then this is at 5 a.m. I start tripping balls and I'm like, I got to go. And she's like, I'll ride with you. I was like, from ride with you where? To my place. Oh. And I was like, you kind of, she had like um, drunk girl breath. Like she threw up somewhere it on was the low tingy. low? It was it, tinny. She, she, it, she threw up somewhere on the low low. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't <laughs> talk to you right now. Talk that way. But I still said, all right, fuck it. Get an Uber. So we in the Uber and we're going back. And her homegirl, who was now left alone with all these cholo dudes, I wasn't even thinking about that. Her homegirl's on Molly and she's in the house with who I thought the dude was like her boyfriend or something. Apparently, he's like her sugar daddy mm-hmm. and she had never slept with him. And now mm-hmm. he's all hopped, yeah. hopped up. He's like, nah, it's a nice the night. Mm-hmm. You like them, you know, Jimmy Choo's and all that shit. It's oh, a nice the night. So she's calling your, her friend Like, bitch, get back here because... I don't want to be alone yeah. with this guy. And I'm like, fuck, we're on the highway. She's like, yeah, can you just have him pull over? I was like, on the freeway? <laughs> no, bitch. I said, your friend, do you tell her to hold on to hope for a little bit? Because we are close <laughs> to my house. So I'll get, how about this? I, I get out. We'll get closer. I'll call you an Uber. So that way I can go upstairs. And by the time we get there, the Uber will be waiting for you to ride 45 minutes back to your dumbass friend. 45 minutes? Damn. I know. 
So she's like, yeah, all right, let me come upstairs and pee. She's like, wow, your house, so nice, so many lizards. She threw up again. I'm like, all right, you got to go. Call her an Uber, back down. Thankfully, the friend that was back at the house called an Uber for her. So I didn't have to spend $40 (laughs) to get this non-fucking-me girl out. Yeah. That's a very L.A. story. I have so so many. Did you learn a lesson from that? Yes. Which is? Ask if it's Molly Water. (laughs) First. (laughs) I ask everybody now, is this Molly Water or is this regular? And they'd be like, it's regular. I feel safe. So I drink La Croix. I heard that's not good for you either. There's no sodium. I heard it's not good for you though. It's sparkling water. I heard it's not good for you. I saw something on Facebook that said it's not good for you. So I'm going to go with that. And I'm going to get a soda stream. Okay, that's better. I like seltzer. Yeah. And I just. You can muddle your own fruit and add it to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, do I that. Think I'll do. So, how do audiences respond when you say your tranny joke? Because do, do they do they take it as you being anti trans or they just take it as you as like. I'm bigging them up in the joke. I get it, but it's still people get hung up on words. They don't listen yeah. to the full thing. They just hear a buzzword and they don't like it. If it's a more industry audience, like I'm talking to people that go to comedy clubs because they know who's going to be there. and mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're going out to this club tonight because I heard so-and-so's coming. If it's a real audience with real people that just want to fucking laugh, they have a great time. Yes. And if not. If it's the, the, the aforementioned industry crowd. They're the PC warriors. Yeah. Fuck them. No, that's fair. Wired up. Who are you texting? Is that Bay? I don't have a Bay. I'm texting my friend who I'm going to pick up on our way to my show tonight. Liddy. Um. Why don't you have a Bay, Chloe? I... Not that you need one. You're a strong, independent woman. And a Bay does not define you. No, it doesn't. I don't have a, a, a bay because I don't know where I'm going to be in like week to week. I feel you. I travel a lot. I do a lot of things. And um, I think that the kind of guys that I was attracting recently were not conducive to me. How do you feel me. about FaceTime sex? I'm not doing that. I'm too grown. Okay. Matt, I'm an old lady. I don't know how old you are. I'm 36. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. I'm way, way older than you. Oh, wow. As I put my lipstick on. <laughs> I'm an old lady, baby. I did. Uh, you don't look 36. How old do I look? I thought you were at least 29. Get the fuck out of here, Matt Richards. Born 1980. Oh, you, you not 93? that much older. No, 89. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, also, I was uh meeting a lot of guys who were married, so I was like, Ooh. I don't want to party foul. They were, but they weren't telling me they were married. So I was like, you know, let me just sit down. And like we said before we started the podcast, let me clear my energy <laughs> and figure out what is in me that is attracting this person. So I've been chilling. No I haven't, doubt. haven't been going out like that. Actually, I haven't had a date. I haven't been out on a date since March. Shit. Yeah, that's accurate. I haven't been out on a date since March. Uh, yeah, I haven't had time for a date. I, I did ask go to the movies by myself. I don't go to the movies by myself. I have a fire stick, so I just watch movies on my fire stick. Lit. Because I think going to the movies by yourself is a bit much. Yeah. But you're a guy, so you can... It's I just different. Go, yeah, I like, a, I a guy dog. going to the movies by himself is okay. See, like as a, a, a when you go to a bar or a club and you see a, a woman there by herself, you just like... A red flag. Something, right? Red flag. You ain't got one girlfriend? Nobody wanted to come out here with you? And, you, and you, you, you can always tell when a woman's there by herself because her boobs are out. I agree. Her titties are always out. I she agree. could have on a button-down business shirt and her titties <laughs> will be out. I like the alliteration there. <laughs> she would. She definitely would. Button-down business shirt. Okay, Matt. Yeah. This podcast has been all over the place. We Yeah, it was very uh, bullshitty. We didn't really focus a lot on your social media post mm-hmm. um, because we got distracted, but I do feel like we wove it in there as well as we could have mm-hmm. under the circumstances. Really quickly, can you tell us about you smoking with Snoop Dogg? So you were, <gasps> you were a writer. So Matt was a writer yes. on Martha and Snoop Show, which comes on VH1. It's uh, Emmy nominated. The we Emmy won nom- an Emmy. Oh, they already won it? Mm-hmm. For, Wait. No, they were Emmy nominated for host. I thought Best we host. won it already. 
Well, All it was right. for season one. It wasn't this season. You yeah, were, yeah. you weren't you wrote on season one or season two? Season two. So I ain't had shit to do with you, the nomination. You're not getting them with me. But I'm claiming the motherfucker. <laughs> so the Emmy nominated. We'll just say Emmy nominated. Yeah. Martha and Snoop show on VH1. You wrote for. You're a writer on the second season. Yeah. Viacom hit me up and wanted me to do Punch Up, and then I did. And then Snoop's people were like, "Yo, we fucks with him." So Snoop had his manager reach out to me, and he got me the job writing for. Um, Joker's Wild, which is coming out on TBS in October. And which Joker's Wild? Joker's Wild is a game show from the 70s, 80s that Snoop is bringing back in the most amazing way. And he's hosting that. And then from there, you got another show called Trivial. Trivial Takedown I booked a year ago. Mm -hmm. And we shot a pilot for MTV. And then MTV passed for whatever reason. And Fuse was like, fuck yeah, we love it. We're doing 20 episodes. And what is Trivial Takedown about? We have celebrity guests sit on a couch in my basement and play a game that tests their pop culture trivia knowledge. Mm. Yeah. You did 20 episodes already. In seven days. What? Ask me how much I slept. You didn't sleep at all? None. Were you writing on the, on the script as well? I was writing Snoop Show. No, I didn't. I couldn't. I had no time to write for my own show, so mm -hmm. I, I would literally read everything that there was like a team of seven writers i would read everything that they wrote i would pick what i liked the most or what sounded most like me there's sometimes where i'm reading off the prompter and i'm just saying whatever was written and i'm like i didn't even, i don't like that mm -hmm. <laughs> um, diva diva no no just, no i know i know i know i'm joking if you have to read a joke that you didn't write you don't know how to deliver it yeah so it's like, it didn't sound right but thankfully since it's a voiceover hosting job we're picking up everything in post okay good so I'll be in post for that until December. I just saw a mouse run by. Girl, Continue. You live in New York. We got, yeah, I know, but it's the shadow effect. It's the out you. the corner of your eye. Like, like did demon. I just see? Was that a demon? Okay, I'm back. I'm listening. Okay, so, so you got a bunch of shows. So you got three big shows off the, off the not off the top, but you got three big shows in the mm -hmm. pipeline. Yeah. When does your show come out? <laughs> Spring. Spring 2018. Yeah. On Fuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else you got popping off? Um, Now that... I'm wrapped with everything. I think I'm going on vacation. I'm taking my dad to the Dominican Republic. What about your mom? Oh, I got a separate. They're separated. Uh, oh, so, so you have to do separate things with them? Yeah. Like they really don't like each other like that? It's not that they don't like each other. I feel like if they hang out too long, they go fuck. What's wrong with that? They Are they still married? No, but my, I can't even say that. I don't think that's, I don't know. It's a tricky subject. They are better people without each other, I think. How long have they been separated? Uh, 9-11. Matt, what are you saying? My parents right split now? up right after 9-11, and I blamed Al-Qaeda for years. <laughs> That's not a joke. That, <laughs> <laughs> But they were they were kind of like, uh, they probably were like, listen, the world may end, and I'd rather not be with you. They oh, were, where did her snake go? Maybe she took him home. They were married before they had me. They got married and then had me. Um, yeah, this is the old-fashioned way. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Facts legally yeah. paperwork mm -hmm. shit um they were married until i was in the seventh grade okay yeah and after 9-11 they got separated yeah and so now you feel like if they are around each other too long they will have sex with each other because i would they... i would be trying to make it happen oh you will want them to get back together yeah you want them to get back together no i don't know a part of me does seventh grade me is like do that'd they be have, so awesome do they have other people in their my lives? mom's dating this dude he's a great guy and my dad is dating a woman she's a beautiful person as well okay so you're taking i'm happy your, for both of them so you're taking your dad to the dominican republic yeah well it's a family trip so my uncle and aunt are going my grandmother's going now that she found out me and my dad are going and my grandmother's sister so it'll be a bunch of us and you're paying for everybody no i'm not making that kind of money oh okay because you made it seem like i'm making i can take my trip. dad <laughs> grandma got money okay everybody else got money okay I was so like, you know what dad i'm gonna take you and are they the from there the flight. or they no. just all want to go we're just gonna go hit up a beach oh that's nice smoke some weed in the, in the sand and then you know you gotta take your mom somewhere mom and i are going to hawaii in december oh that's nice yeah she's coming out to L she doesn't like flying though so that's another thing so you gotta she has to come here and she's gonna sit come for to la while, stay for a couple days <laughs> and then go get on the plane to hawaii stay in hawaii for like a week or so and when she comes back she's gonna stay a couple days and then go back to new york okay okay yeah but i feel great that i can start breaking my parents off 
that's a it's a shit. lovely feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely feeling when you can do it, and it and it's like no sweat off your back. It's a blessing. It's my first couple TV checks. I was giving mom money. I was like, fucking, it'll come back to me. Of course it will. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to know that you you want to know that your family is in a good place. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't ever want them to have to hit you up out of like a desperate a desperation type of thing. Word. But if it does, if it comes to like an emergency situation, you know, you have it, so it it feels good. But absolutely, you're the only child. No, I have a, a younger sister. She's 26. Okay. Yeah, is she in entertainment or anything? She is a singer. She's a very talented singer and rapper. Mm. Are you going to bring Step her out ours. here? Uh, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. She's got some more work to do at home. Building her brand before. Yeah. And you guys can have like a brother-sister pad out here. I don't know. You wouldn't live with her? I lived with her most of my life. It's a different situation when you're adults. Bunk beds. It's a, you would have separate wings of the home. See how I'm putting that in the universe for you? I made this girl a dirty video and left it on the desktop computer in the <laughs> living room. And my sister saw the whole thing. And that really changed the dynamic of our relationship. What was on the dirty desktop video? I was just jerking off. On the family desktop? Well, I bought the webcam. So what? It was still in a central family location. I thought it was in a file hidden. And I guess she was trying to make a YouTube singing video. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She was like, I knew it was your dick because I recognized the carpet. Ew. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I was like, that wasn't my dick. Did she tell your mom and dad? She told my mom. My parents were already separated when this happened. So so your mother was like, see, this is what happens when the father's not in the home. Mom came in the room. She's like, you nasty motherfucker. Just nasty. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you do. Yeah. Did she make you throw the webcam nasty. out? Nasty. No. Oh, I'd have made you throw the webcam out. No, I was just like, I'm keeping it. I, you remember like AOL chat room? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that I sexted with so many old you fat men. Absolutely, probably did. Posing as teenage girls absolutely. when I was a teenager. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without that's, a doubt. Huh? Without a doubt, you yeah. did it. It was a bunch of old niggas. Would you? You wasn't. I mean, you couldn't send images back then, so they didn't. They couldn't see you. Nah, you would just type. Type it was like ASL. Uh, I guess they gotta trust it. Oh yeah, if you don't know what ASL is, um, ASL is age, sex, location. Yeah. Ooh, those are the dark days. I was doing a whole lot of catfishing back then. But now people just do it on Snapchat or whatever. Yeah, I remember AIM was dope because I would meet somebody in person, get their screen name, and then talk to them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Just because I have a show to go to. I uh, know, we could talk. I could Matt. Talk forever. Matt, I Chloe. asked everybody this, the final question of the podcast. Interpret it however you see fit. Yes. But I would like a thorough answer. It's coming. What makes you a social misfit? I am a black reptile enthusiast with magic and hypnosis experience. Do I need to say more things? <laughs> I did ballet for eight years. What? I'm not typical in any. I, f- I don't fit in. So I misfit socially. You do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay with it. There's nothing wrong with it. At all. It adds to all of your spunk. Facts. And once you find a way to incorporate all of that into your artistry, you will be one of a kind. That's what I'm trying to do. I had to leave New York to. Appreciate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. New York can be a little bit intimidating because we have a we have a we have a hive mentality in New York City. I never thought it was intimidating. I just because I'm you there aren't that many people. I'm from New York. What okay. I'm saying is that when you are trying to fit in, when you're trying to make way into a genre of something, people in New York are very quick to tell you what the rules are. Yeah. So if you do anything outside of the rules, then they're like, this nigga think he's special. He, mm-hmm. he ain't trying to do what I had to do. Exactly. You're not doing exactly what I had to do. It's a million ways to get it, It's though. a million ways to get it. So I think a lot of times if you are any in any sort of way inventive, people be like, nah, man, that ain't that I had ain't niggas real. tell me to stop doing magic tricks on comedy shows because it made it harder for them to follow me. That's not your problem. At all. Do you do magic now? No. Yet? Why not? Because of them? Just because, Don't listen to them. Do what you want to do, yo. But do what also, you want to do. It also do what you want to do. Not gonna lie, doing magic helped me to get where I am. So bring it back. I might have to. Ain't nobody else doing magic out here. No, there's a couple of niggas doing magic. Yeah, but are they in big rooms? Are they in alt rooms? Are they nah, in main like stages? They, they blew up after like America's Got Talent type shit. So now they're when 
I hear my agents talking about their new clients. I'm like, you, you're not fucking with that. No, but the thing is, you have to do it in a way. Are they black? Is a, I guess he's black. I don't know. Do it. Houdini. In, oh, that's a terrible name. Okay. Do it in your way like that the, makes The feud you, I had with Uncle Magic. Uncle Magic is a very particular person. Do you know him? I do know Uncle Magic. Uh, I've met him many, many, many years ago. He called my house. Well, he didn't call my house. He chirped me on my next tail. Bloop, bloop. And it was 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like, who is this? I am 13, 14 years old. He's like, you got to change your name. Your name was Tricks. No, but I also owned hiphopmagic.com. And he <laughs> goes by the Hip Hop Magician. I was calling myself the Hip Hop Magician because I started doing magic outside of home at Bad Boy. So I would oh. walk around the offices and do magic. And Puff would call me to the studio. And I'd do magic for guests that were doing features on like Danity Kane and Day 26 albums and shit. What kind of life did you live, Matt? Why am I just finding about this? You never how asked. Are you, how are you just walking around bad boy offices doing magic? Because my mom worked there for years. Oh, you skipped that part. That, yeah. That's, you skipped the whole part. No, mom ran Diddy's nonprofit organization, Daddy's mm. House. I remember Daddy's House. So I went to, uh, well, Daddy's House was also the name of the studio. Yes. But I remember I went to P. Diddy camp one year and I was like, I don't have to go back. It was an amazing time because it was supposed to be roughing it, but we were all in villas with flat screens and jacuzzis. So, hey, we're going to take some inner city kids to the Poconos and show them yeah. how the other side that looks. That was nice. It was dope as fuck. So you have to write a book. It's basically, you need to write a, you need to write a children's book about a young black boy who's a magician. Comedy Central told me they love my half, but it wasn't autobiographical enough. And I'm like, you're right. I don't talk about myself. That is, but that, but all of this, what you're saying right now, yeah. all of this stuff, you need to listen to this episode and be like, I need to start talking about these things. Your mom had, your grandma did passion parties. Your mom worked for I Bad Boy. I had a fight with my friend Fat William. Uh, we fought with double dongs, like lightsabers. <laughs> and because I just thought of it because that nigga is in a park full of children with no kids and a lightsaber. He definitely has a lightsaber. This is LA, folks. Um, if this episode has been weird, it's because LA is a weird place. And I started high as fuck. You did. Off we, that Snoop we brought it down weed. too. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Matt Richards, please tell us where people can find you. Matt was funny. On everything? Yep. Twitter? Mm-hmm. Instagram? Mm-hmm. Do you have a website? No, because who uses those? You need a website. You need a website so when people's I just told I just told somebody else this on a podcast. You need a website so when people search your name, you all of your stuff is central somewhere. Okay. Even if it's just a video of you, a reel, your clips from TV, yeah, your I'm podcast a, appearances, it could be a single page. People need to be able to have a, if somebody sees you and they're like, yo, I want to book them on something. True. You just need to have an email address for your agent, your representation, a phone number. Get your shit together. I have been busy getting other people's shit together all summer. So now it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Going to DR, clear my head. I'm going to come back. Hot fire. Good. I'm glad I can influence you. Thank you. You've been an amazing guest. This Thank has you. been my first podcast in the park. Last? Probably, definitely, <laughs> probably the last. I'm surprised that we were able to do it this whole time. I'm surprised somebody didn't like reporters with these snake babies. We met Leo, the autistic kid, and we met the, the pea puddle, snake girl. The snake girl. Yes. Twix was his name. Definitely. Um, helicopters. That's that. That's the time to go. The helicopters is out now. Yeah. They probably was like, "There's two niggas in the park, and they don't belong." So uh, <laughs> let's get a camera on them. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Social Misfit. My guest, Matt Riches, is an amazing guy. We've uh, talked about so much. I hope that this podcast wasn't too ADD for you. Uh, Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Matt, say bye. Bye.